Aren't you encouraged when you hear life change? Testimonies tend to resonate with our heart to help us find our story and ultimately lead to our own journey to be inspired to keep going. And I love the life change story that we've been talking about with Matt and want to continue that conversation with part two of his God story through Celebrate Recovery coming from a hard past and leading to ultimately to a place of healing. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official. This is a podcast that shares life change stories, courage, hope, and leadership wisdom, all centered around the Beatitudes, where Jesus, through the Celebrate Recovery principles, helps us to face our hurts, our hang-ups, and even our habits, so that we can even face those hard, broken relationships and ultimately walk in that newness of life, the newness of life that deal with the things that make him sad to remove that so we can ultimately live out our purpose that he has, especially for you and I. Well, Matt, thanks for coming back and finishing this conversation with us. A powerful story as we turn the corner to, to hearing a little bit about the life change. Uh, thanks for coming back and, and finishing this conversation with us, man. My pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't you introduce yourself and we'll continue the conversation. Yep. Uh, so I'm a grateful believer in Jesus and I, I struggle with lust, anxiety, low self-esteem and codependency. And my name is Matt. Hey, Matt. Welcome back, man. We've been talking about the you know, the story, the pain, and we've got a lot of pain points that you described, you know, abuse as a seven, eight year old, uh, a car accident. Um, now, you know, I've got cancer in my kidney and I'm battling a lot here. That's a lot. Any of those separate from those cells are enough, right? but you've got all those. So as you're kind of taking all this now, you're, you're going into, living the rest of your life. And that accident happened 10 years ago. Um, you, as you mentioned prior, you had a transactional view of your relationship with Jesus as you're kind of coming into this new way of life now, still struggling with pornography. What What's that 10 years after the accident look like holding all this pain? Yeah. Uh, what's, what's Matt's life look like? Uh, Still struggling, uh, yes and no. I mean, yes, in the sense that there's a there's a guy that we both know it, uh, through CR, um, and he says you're you're either working on your recovery or, or you're working on your relapse. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's some sense of um, just kind of being diligent and and um, and just knowing that if I'm if I'm choosing to not spend time with the Lord um, yeah. and and have Him love on me, then and relapse is very possible. Uh, but no, uh, uh, pornography has been out of the picture for a while now. And, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, it, you know, I, I came into CR in 2019 for the mm-hmm. first time after way too much fear and thought. And uh, so you're still just to paint the picture then. So you're six years removed from the accident, still battling pornography at that yes, point. Yeah. Okay. Then, then you you walk through the doors. What got you to walk through the doors of Celebrate Recovery? What was your breaking point? As we say, you have to hit your bottom. Right. 
what what was it the thing that said in 2019 you know what i'm tired of sick and tired of being sick and tired right. what got you through the doors of celebrate recovery did somebody tell you about it what how did you how did no, you get I, there i had heard about cr in fact i think i believe i came uh to this campus 12 years ago or something and uh, a friend of mine brought me because because of pornography, and I, mm. I came one time and never came back just yeah. because of fear. Not for me. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that fear can be crippling, right? Yes. I mean, it, oh, wow. it, it, we can become frozen. Yeah. It's like, gosh, the the fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. fear of change, and so not quite ready, as right. we say. Sometimes the pain has to become greater than the fear. Right. Right. So you come. That's interesting. So, I didn't yeah. know that you came and, and didn't, you know, left and didn't right. come back. How long did it take you to actually come back? So then, yeah, it was it was probably 10 years later that I came back. Um, and I I was living, I just moved back to Arkansas from Idaho. Um, I was a bit of a nomad in my 20s, so I was, and I guess 30s. But um, so I just moved back to Arkansas from Idaho. and And I came back. And for whatever reason, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll move to Arkansas at, and, and pornography will just be out of the picture. Hmm. Um, I guess I thought a change of climate would do that, but it, it didn't. I mean, I still struggled. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, I came back and struggled for a few weeks and, and just kind of thought this is something has to change. And I've tried everything. I've tried all the all the blockers, all the you know, all the accountability, which are great resources. But I thought I've never tried this this celebrate recovery thing that I'm terrified of. And I just it was it was like God was saying, maybe this thing that you are most scared of will be the most helpful. And you, mm. just, you just have to trust me and jump, you know, cannonball into the water. Wow. Um, and so uh, I did a. I found one on a Tuesday night because I thought, man, there's no way I'm going to commit to a Friday night. I just, you know, it's the weekend. <laughs> it's my night. That's right. Yeah. So I found a Tuesday night, and I, I remember I talked to the the pastor uh, on the phone, and and uh, just so I could put, you know, maybe maybe it feels like I know somebody kind of. And so I, that that first Tuesday, I sit in the parking lot for half an hour, and I eventually call this guy, and he says, "Hey, are you lost?" And I said, "No, I'm, I'm in the parking lot. <laughs> I've been here an hour." <laughs> yeah. So he kind of just says, "Man, come in. I'm the tall guy." And I just thought, "All right, if I if I open my car door to get out, I'm going all in." And, mm. and I, that's kind of what I've done, you know. Wow. I, first night, I mean, first night. Um, I believe she's been on this box, but, uh, Angela Imhoff, hmm. um, shared her testimony and, and I mean, I'm at the edge of my seat or on the edge of my seat and I'm just crying. And I thought, man, if this is what celebrate recovery is, I'm in, hmm. uh, picked up a blue chip and kind of haven't looked back since. Um, wow. And so it's been a, you know, it's been a process. Um, so you jump in and, um, so you, yeah, so the power of testimonies, by the way, your testimony is doing the same for someone else, which is cool to think about as they're listening, hopefully kind of prompting their heart that, gosh, if God can do this in Matt's life, maybe he can do it in mine. But so you get in to small groups. Do you go to the open share small groups? What's that look like? I did. Again, I was I was terrified, but I, I thought this this scary thing is a good thing. And so open share was I mean, this was a small, you know, we had maybe 20 people a night. Yeah. And so an open share was, as you can imagine, even smaller. Sure. Um, 
it, it just was another time of, I, I, I don't know the words I'm supposed to say. I don't know how to say I'm a grateful believer or mm-hmm. the order, but yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to talk. And, yeah. And so that's, that's what I just, I started doing. And, wow. and, um, you know, there's a, a great picture that I think of, of, uh, it's too, maybe too much set up to set up, but Atlas is this, uh, statue of a Greek God, right? Mm. He's, he's knelt down, has the, the world on his shoulders. Mm. And there's a book that I read called Atlas Shrugged. And anyway, one character says to another, you know, do you know what I would tell Atlas if I could talk to Atlas? And the other character says no. And she says, I would tell Atlas to shrug. And so, you know, she's like, Atlas is, he's knelt down, he's weak, he's bloodied, he's sweating because of the weight that's on his shoulders. Mm. But all he has to do is this simple thing of shrugging and that, and the world, the weight will fall off and he can stand back up, he can wipe his brow. Wow. Um, and so confession uh, and being vulnerable is a simple thing. It's not always easy. Mm. Um, but I think about how simple it is to say, man, Hey Rodney, man, I, I messed up yesterday yeah. and, and here, here it is. But it's like, as soon as I say that, the, the, the weight of this rolled weight I was off. Carrying, yeah, it just yeah. falls right off. What a great picture. I love that yeah. you shared that. So, and it's important too. you know, confession, um, is not just what we have done, but what has happened to us. Yeah. And, and so even thinking about the step study, small group, when I don't know how long it took for you to get into a step study from that point, but as you're getting into that step study and you're through open share, small group and step study, small group, beginning to process, uh, the things that have been done to you, which is a big part of that inventory process. And ultimately how did that affect and damage me? And what's my part, the things that I do as a result, I find myself doing what what did you learn through that process if you're kind of giving us hey here's here's a big takeaway that i learned about me maybe that i learned about god that i learned about just my walk what what's some a couple takeaways that you learned in that process yeah i think uh certainly the first thing was that that uh i'm i'm not this lesser weaker uh twin mm. that 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 um Things with my uncle or the accident were, were bad things, but but they just happened. They don't. They didn't define me. Maybe that's mm. what. Maybe that was the big thing. Is that I, I uh, you know, how I would define myself or my what's the word I'm looking for? Um, anyway, just how I would define myself was, was kind weaker. of identity. Identity. Be, that's yeah. the word I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. But yeah, I I would identify myself as as this guy that things happen to, or that is, I, I, I'm never quite good enough, whatever the situation is. Well, and I just, I don't, I don't want to go past that really fast. Cause that's a big shift in your core belief system. Right. Right. It's right. like, Oh yeah, I don't see myself as a lesser and oh no, by the way, right. but this is, that's a big deal <laughs> because that, that, that really affects the way you interact with God, yourself and others, and even circumstances with that, seemingly minor shift but monumental right. shift <laughs> in your thinking is like to really go from i'm the lesser one i'm the defective one to now what and i i love saying i'm a, I'm a child of the king um mm. and so you know I'm a, I'm a son and i i and believe in it oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah i'm not i'm certainly not perfect i'm, no. I'm gonna screw up i'm gonna I'm going to mess whatever up and, and, but it's nice to know that or nice. It's awesome to know that God's going to run out to me 
and meet me uh, when wow. I'm when I'm come, walking back with my head hung low, and just to know that there's God's not gonna there's nothing I can do to make God love me more or love me less, right? Um, and, and so just that that's who I am now, um, and I'm not I'm not wanting to or trying to abuse His grace, and um, but it it is just like yeah I'm, I'm Matt I'm a, I'm a child of the King I'm loved by the King and and, and I've got a great father and. Um, that that other stuff is just that's not who I am anymore, right? You know? And it's, uh, yeah, well, and that's so so important. This is one of the reasons why we do introductions in celebrate right. recovery. I'm a believer. I'm a child of the King, right. versus I'm the defective one, right. right? And you walked into CR thinking I'm the defective right. one, right? And no wonder you found yourself doing these behaviors that would confirm what you're believing, right? right. If I believe I'm a defective then I do things that defective people do. Right. Right. And right. so that big shift, I'm a believer who struggles and, and thanks for reminding us. We all still struggle. That's part of the beauty of grace. We're not abusing it, but we're in this maturing process. Um, we're not who we used to be, um, but we're not who we want to be yet. Right. right? <laughs> you know, th- but thank God we're not who we used to be. Hey, friends, if you're looking for an additional meeting, we would absolutely love for you to join us for our global online open share group every Wednesday at noon Pacific, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. All you got to do is go to CelebrateRecovery.com and find the link and you can join us and have a, a safe space to process your hurts, hangups, and habits, some victories or struggles that are happening throughout the week. Go to CelebrateRecovery.com for more information and join us on our Wednesday online open share meeting. So, man, so as you're kind of identifying, I love that shift from defective, broken, to a child of the king. How did that transform in what we see as we're looking at Matt and his life, as you begin to take in these new beliefs and honor the pain, which it sounds weird to say, honor the pain of abuse, because that's a really horrific thing that you went through and you didn't deserve that. Right. Um, not guilty. It's not my fault. Right. What you were believing it was your fault. Maybe right. I deserve this. Um, you honor the pain you organize it, you write it down, you share it with a brother in Christ, uh, you share it in the context of small groups, mm-hmm. you share it with God, and ultimately he brings that that healing to your heart. Um, how does that now change who you are moving forward as a man now married? Uh, <laughs> how does that process of facing the pain and getting honest about the lies and replacing it with healing and, and new truths that change who you are and, and what has it done for you in your life today? Yeah, I think uh, I've just through going like through this, that process. And um, I don't know if this quite answers the question, but it, it's just, it's so much better to be vulnerable with other people and, and to have a community of believers around you. You know, I've, I've thought about, um, you know, especially with the accident at uh, post accident, there were times that I, I didn't want to do anything. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to get out of bed. It's frozen. Uh, numb. Yeah. And, yeah. and depression, so depression. Oh yeah. yeah. But I, I can, you know, you think of a, of a stagnant pond that, that, um, is just disgusting and, and who knows what's growing in it. And, but the, what's great about community is that 
you know, the community around me at that time wouldn't let that pond stagnate. So they, they had their sticks and they were stirring the water for me. Um, and so like that, that's, I, I still need that, you know, mm. I still need great community around me to, for, for good reminders. But then the flip side is I get to be that for somebody else. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully yeah. I can be encouragement and, and, and remind people of, of God's truth. And, um, and so like that, uh, those two elements I think are, um, are why community is so great. And, and one, one big takeaway from celebrate recovery is, uh, is, is that it's one thing to have a friend, but mm. it's another thing to have this community. Um, yeah. And so that, that's something that I've cherished yeah. and, and, and have really loved even this morning with my buddy, you know, going, doing those steps, doing we, a hike. We, kind of a deal. Yeah. We're not the, the hike is fun. The exercise is great, but we're there for each other to, to Just dig to in. Connect. To, yeah. Yeah. So it's not vulnerability. About the, yes. Which yes. That, that's, that's a pretty big shift for you. And I mean, cause you went from hiding your emotions, right. what you're feeling, what you're experiencing to now being vulnerable. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love. I mean, even as we've interacted, you just you're very raw and just this is what's going on yeah. and that that's a that's a muscle that you've learned to work and grow in your recovery in it yeah, yeah absolutely it is yeah so i'd never never thought that i'd be there i'd be here yes so man i know you were kind of saying hopefully i'll be that for other people but you are being that for other people how's god using you now um to impact others in your life what's that look like i i think you know the immediate answer is that I, I get to be a sponsor uh, to a few guys, which is great. Uh, sometimes I, I want to say, I have no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I've got two ears and I'll listen to you, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so there's that. And, and yes, you know, just got, got married about a year ago and it's been uh, stretching and growing and <laughs> wonderful and amazing uh, woman. Uh, yes. Yeah. She could do so much better, but uh, <laughs> say three nice she, things. About you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but even that, uh, learning how to communicate better with her, excuse me, uh, just be vulnerable with her, be vulnerable with her. And, and and even she's helping me dig in more because it's, it's, she wants to know, Hey, how are you feeling? And why are you feeling this way? Wow. Uh, and it's, I can't just give her a, I'm fine answer. When you're leading small groups, I know there's a bunch of men that are under your leadership uh, with your co-leader and, um, just, I love just the picture and what a great encouragement for those that are listening that, that if you're hurting, God won't waste the hurt. You just got to give it to him and trust the process. So it's making a decision to invite him in a community. And you talked about community in our church is so important and then trusting the process and right. that process is scary. And at first it's like, I'm out, right? <laughs> But thank God you came back, man, because I'm just thinking about the impact that you're making on other people's life. Man, is is we're talking about that person listening that's um, maybe maybe it's a completely different story. It's like I haven't been abused. I've not been in a car accident. I've never had cancer, but I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. Right. What, what would you say to that person that's listening, kind of doubting that maybe they are believing that core belief that I am defective that maybe, maybe this is just my destiny kind of thing. What would you say to encourage them to try a new narrative, a new path in their life toward healing? What would you say to encourage them? Uh, first I would say you're not, you're not broken. And 
And it, it is the, the scariest thing in the world for me at the time was, was telling somebody else what's going on. Um, and, or that I, you know, how could God do whatever I think, you know, whatever I was thinking about. And hmm. so I think my encouragement would be, uh, no matter how scary it is, or if you think it's not going to work, um, if you, you know, if you've never tried to be vulnerable with a believer in Christ, go talk to that person, open up and, hmm. and like allow them to catch you, right. Give them the opportunity to, to listen and hopefully encourage you and just get some of that weight off of you. Yeah. Uh, Cause we're not, we weren't created to hold all this stuff in and, mm. and hopefully, you know, hope, hope that it goes away. That's not what we're supposed to do. And, uh, or at least I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah. yeah. And so my, yeah, my encouragement would just be try to do that scary thing and be vulnerable with, with somebody else, with somebody that you trust. Uh, but if you don't, you know, if, if you don't know somebody like that, go, go find somebody that you know is a believer in Christ and, mm. um, and, and let them encourage you, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's been said, you know, vulnerability is a shame killer, hmm. right? If I can be honest about the pain sitting in my body and my heart, my mind, um, it will begin to break that down and, and, um, yeah, take that dead pond and bring life to it. Right. Right. Things start to grow and life begins to happen. And right. I love that, that picture. Well, man, I appreciate your heart and, um, and thank God that, um, you came back and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we're, we're friends, consider you a friend, but, but grateful to be a brother in Christ with you, man. And just seeing the fruit and, uh, now watching your marriage and what God is doing to just bless you. And, and I'm grateful that you don't see yourself as that defective, that you see yourself as a child of the King, um, that makes my heart sad to think that that little boy believed that for so long, but helps me praise God even more knowing what you now believe today. And the man that you are today is making a difference. And and I just appreciate the impact that you're making on my life, just about being in my life, but also these other guys in step study and your sponsees and and now your wife. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty, pretty cool gift, man. Thanks for being with us today. And I appreciate your vulnerability and sharing your story, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Love it. Bet. What an incredible story. Life change is possible. One of those quotes that I love that Matt said, if I open the car door, I'm going all in. And that's my prayer that as you, heard this two-part podcast of Matt's story, maybe that you'll find encouragement to maybe open that door and go all in. Find a Celebrate Recovery near you. Just show up. All you got to do is show up. Make a decision to, to turn it over to God and then trust Him with the process so you can hear those words from Jesus. I forgive you. I'm with you. You're not alone. I've got you. How cool is that? Hey, thanks so much for being with us. Hope you're encouraged. Join us next time. Until then, God bless.